This is Mad Men season five. Now, if when people ask me what my favorite season of Mad Men, I usually say season five. This rewatch, especially, I really do think that just the unwavering quality of everything from season one onward, I I really do think that no season is really lesser than another. However, when people do ask me, I do say season five. It's dark. This is the dark season. This is the sad season. Um, the hopeful season in some ways and the desperately unhopeful season in others. Um, Will, you are now past halfway. You are on the... Uh, you've now only got... Um, 14, you've got two seasons left. Do you, is there a part of you now? Well, there we go. So is there, is there a part of you now that thinks, that is thinking, oh, I don't know. Maybe not, I don't want it to end, but I, 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 it's coming and I don't, maybe a couple more episodes. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I'll say, I'm, I'm glad you made me watch it. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, season five, yes, big, big season for lots of people. Um, we sort of start off with sort of some big picture stuff. Uh, so before we get into our rankings, which we do, um, let's talk big picture. So Peggy's gone. Yeah, she's moved up in the world. Uh, I am. Um, well, because I, I watch it on Prime. Yes, and when she got, it was what nineteen. Thousand she got offered. Yes, which yeah. is it's about hundred and fifty grand in today's money. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't blame her. I don't blame her, but also I really don't think it's the money because in that farewell well, scene with Don, yeah, and he's like, "I'll pay you whatever." I really yeah. do think he would give her. I don't know, twenty thousand or whatever. I really do think yeah. he he would. But she wants she wants her own creative control. And that's fair enough, even yeah. if it means breaking Don's heart. <laughs> <laughs> that was the saddest scene. It was so screw screw anything brutal. else that happened. <laughs> um, also, big picture, we season four ended quite happily. A very big note of optimism. Things were going very well for Don. He was very happy with Megan. Um, you messaged me the other day. I don't think I'm used to Megan yet. What's your Megan? How do you what? How are you I, finding Megan? Megan's great. Megan's lovely. Yeah. Um, you like the apartment? I do. I do like the apartment. It's <laughs> very nice. Very nice apartment. Um, as Betty says, mm, it's lovely. Well, I think you've seen all of it. I think you've seen most of it. <laughs> um, and the times are changing, as as Bob Dylan once once sang. Um, we're coming up to next season being 1968, which was the most violent, I think the most, officially the most violent year of all time of, in New York's mm. history, on top of RFK getting shot, Man of the King being shot, 
the all of the trial of the Chicago Seven stuff, all of that stuff. That's this year. Uh, sorry, nineteen sixty-eight. So um, yeah, nearly watched that last night because they were um, we were like, oh, should we watch that? And I said, no. <laughs> yeah, it, so we, it, we it watched was Road to Perdition instead, which I think was a good choice. It was uh, better than Trial of Chicago Seven. Indefinitely, um, big big Road to Perdition fan. Mm. Maybe Hank, maybe not. I think you'd have to say Castaway, but I really do think it's up there for Hanks. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, because it's 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 not in it too much, which mm. I think is is always a good thing with Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been, a, never been a big Hanks guy. I, like I watch stuff and I go, oh, he was good in that, but he's not really a draw for me. Yeah, he's just a really he's just a nice man. That's, a nice that's the appeal. Average man. Um, you know who else is a nice man? Lame guys. Well, was there even a moment where you thought that that was going to happen? No. I thought he'd fix his car mm. and it'd, it'd be off. That was his sort of ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. I, I've, I was going to do this, but... Well, that's the genius of it, isn't it? And then it, you think he's writing his resignation letter, which he obviously is. Yeah. And then... It was his resignation from life. And it was boilerplate. Not even a single note of anything. It was just the normal resignation letter. Uh, yeah, brutal. Don has now caused two people to hang themselves, as we find with the ghost of Adam uh, coming back, or reminded of, rather. And... Uh, well, no, he not necessarily caused it directly each time, but because I, I, well, we'll get to it in commissions and fees, but um, yeah, brutal. And as I, I sort of see, I say that season five is the sad one. I do think Joan's prostitution, Lane's suicide and Peggy leaving is the most dour triple bill ending. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to be at the... Uh... The season pitch at the first writers <laughs> meeting. So what we're going to do this series, guys? It's it's I just feel it's like okay, yeah. Season four was really happy in comparison. Let's ruin that. And uh, <laughs> but they've got a car now, yeah. so things are looking up yeah. for SCDP. They're going to get a second floor. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see the second floor with more open plan. Oh, I do like open plan. Lovely um, second floor. Remind, reminds me of a, a thing because I was saying to you the other day wasn't I? I really like the flat uh, and I, I designed something like um, Don's new flat in my architecture project but they told me you can't do that because it was you went in it was a lovely mezzanine house I've still kept the mezzanine mm. um, so you walk in you can see upstairs but you can also you walk into the living room and then at the end of the living room so the sofa makes a barrier and then you descend again into the kitchen I like mm playing with levels but you can't do that obviously because um we now know accessibility is a thing like wheelchair mm. users but they just didn't care in the 70s they didn't care just a no. nice little pit yeah and um <laughs> well as we see in a little kiss which we will get to uh this is yeah season five and season six both open with um double two parties uh, that were presented as sort of an hour and a half film um, or at least an hour and a half episode uh, on the Blu-rays and DVDs. It's present. I watch it as an hour and a half. Amazon Prime, I believe, splits splits it. Yeah, 
part one and part two. Part one and part two. And I guess you can see it as part one and part two, but I do think it does flow completely. As it well, part two is literally the morning after, and uh, you don't really get that with, with episodes. It's usually well. I, I, I watched the first what five or six episodes in in one go. So so you're fully in. You're really. Are you like? <laughs> what is your scale now of Mad Men enjoyment and love? Um, I follow it more now. Yeah, I can really? say that. What a show. Um, and of course, the biggest change in between seasons. Uh, whoa, Fat Betty. Whoa, yes. Fat Betty. <laughs> That's, um, um, yeah, that was a shocker. That was a... So <laughs> basically, January Jones got pregnant. Uh, right, basically, in between season four and season five, there was this major contract dispute with Matthew Weiner and AMC and everybody, and it took a long time. And basically, the dispute was Matthew Weiner wanted... I want three more seasons and that's it. And I get full creative control and on and on and so on and so on. And um, and he got it because it was just one of the biggest Emmy shows yeah. of all time. Everybody loves it, critically acclaimed and very well received just with a normal audience. And uh, so they got it. However, in that time, January Jones fell pregnant and he really didn't want Betty to be pregnant again. Um, and they didn't want to do the whole... The, there was a season of I Love Lucy where Lucille Ball was pregnant in the 50s and uh, they changed all of the furniture to make it higher and she would stand behind the furniture. That's how they it did it. It reminds me of, uh, obviously, in New Girl um, when Zoe Deschanel got pregnant and she did like her hiatus and then what, who, who was it that came on? Megan oh, it was Fox. Megan, Megan Fox. The, the lo- awful, awful points uh, of my life when I watched those episodes. Um, but the but yeah, that, oh sorry, go on. In, in like the court scene, she was like holding oh, yeah. a bag, up, or, or the camera was only shit. It, it was, yeah. You could wash it. Was very obvious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fact that um, the Exorcist's Reagan, the demon possessed child, isn't the most horrifying and annoying <laughs> Reagan of all time uh, in media is uh, a testament to uh, Megan Fox's. Pretty dull performance. I think we went into this on the Christmas special because that was a yeah. Reagan era. <laughs> Reagan era as in peace. The 80s. Cold War. Um, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, oh, and so, so they made her uh, heavier and um, yes. she has, they, they, cancer she has a fat suit, does she? Yes, full fat suit. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, because, because that's a real, again, a real thing from Matthew Weiner's life. He had a uncle who had cancer and his joke was always he had a thyroid cancer and his thing was i've got the only cancer that makes you fat and that is that is true and obviously the specter of cancer hangs over betty her mother dies of cancer Mm. uh just before the season starts um elizabeth hofstead uh hofstadt pardon me and um that sort of looming hangs over it and then obviously the great punchline the most betty thing ever she finds out that she doesn't have cancer and instead of being overjoyed, so it just so it means I'm just fat. <laughs> I'm uh, the most petty thing ever. Um, I'm talking so much about Tea Leaves, uh, which is a John Hamm directed episode, because it's one of my cuts. Um, oh, it was it was my it was the bottom of my cuts. Mm, it was yeah. yeah. I, again, I think we're at a point now we say it every time, but Tea Leaves is another great episode. It's just it just didn't make my top ten. 
Um, just one of those things. John Hamm directed it. Uh, I believe it was is the first one he directed. Yeah, I thought so. Because uh, John uh, Slattery did one directed as well. an absolutely a masterpiece episode, which we will get to. Um, very high up my list, not to give away. But um, yes, John Slattery does an excellent job. And uh, it's Duck Phillips' dog who's now come back from being left <laughs> outside. <laughs> no, no, all this time. Like the dog in Futurama. Oh, I will wait forever. Very sad. Um, what was your other cut, Will? Uh, oh, yeah, because obviously we're only cutting. Oh, we're cutting three, aren't we? Or is it no, we're cutting two, two because a yes. little kiss is a little kiss. Yes. So uh, my other cut was Signal 30. Okay, that's not a cut for me. Um, yeah. As I, as I have just alluded to. Yes. Uh, that be, uh, <laughs> Which brings me to... Sorry, John. Didn't like it. Sorry, John Slattery. You didn't like it? Oh, no, I did. I, I just cut it. I can't really remember much that happened. We'll get to, we'll get to yeah. Signal 30. Uh, yeah. My other cut was Dark Shadows, which means that he's, he's, he's on the on list, and we will get to it when we get to it. Will, what was your number 10? Uh, my number 10 was Christmas Waltz. Okay, that's uh, higher for me, so we can talk about that later. My number 10 was At the Codfish Bowl. I, I, I've got that. Um, at number eight. Number eight. Okay, let's talk about, uh, uh, let's yeah. talk about the let's... Codfish Bowl then. So we yeah. meet... Um, Marie Convey's mother, yes. Yeah. And she, I, she, she likes um, John Slattery more than I do, clearly. Yeah, well, clearly. Um, she, yeah, she very much likes John Slattery, um, yeah. as we see and Sally sees. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Just, an, just a knockout episode. Um, yes, at the Codfish Bowl. So we, we are introduced to uh, Julia Armand is the name of the actress. Emil is the name of the father. Why am I forgetting Marie's mother's name? Um, Emil tells Megan about the events. Marie, Marie, there we go. Marie Calvay and Megan, yeah. Uh, Marie Calvay, uh, delightful Julia Armand, clearly very much enjoys her booze. And uh, they are invited down. And it just so happens that it's in time for Don to receive an award about the smoking letter. And they're all sort of in the glow still of the smoking letter. Mm. And uh, not to jump the gun on the episode, the kicker is that incredible shot of them all coming back to the table depressed. Yeah. And after Don finds out from Leland Palmer, Ray Wise himself from Twin Peaks, nobody trusts you because that letter was great, but nobody trusts you. You, you know, you're not going to get any of this business. Uh, Ken's father-in-law which obviously comes to fruition uh, later in commissions and fees well what what did uh, you enjoy about this episode do you, uh, do you like marie yeah yeah and I, I thought the uh the in-laws were were very very jovial very fun characters did you like emile one day don I, she will <laughs> spread her legs and fly away <laughs> i love that that was very good wings uh, daddy and and john slattery liked it as well. he did like it as well yeah <laughs> uh, you looked like you were body made but i Putting it on very, very yeah. early. Um, also, uh, we, as we know from the Titanic episode, 
I love it when people are really nice to kids and like in Titanic. <laughs> Don't be like that. It's <laughs> when in Titanic when she go when he's got to dance with Rose, like you're yeah. still my main girl, Cora. And I love nothing more than Roger and Sally's um, little relationship yes. in this. Yes, be my uh, date. She becomes his date. Yeah. Go get him, Tiger, and um, <laughs> I'm gonna go get you cards, and you put them in the purse. And uh, obviously, the culmination of that is, yeah, seeing the blowjob. Yeah, well, I'm just hey. glad it was um, just a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then obviously, yeah, man, she they uh, get to it again in the Phantom. She uh, yeah. swings by again. Emil presumably is. Out of the picture. Um, oh. So, and also, yeah, Roger is, is divorced. Well, no, divorcing halfway yes. through. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about that when we, when we get yeah. to that. Um, also in the Codfish Bowl, incredible moment of, and also I think it's a big win for Megan. So every time we have a dinner with Betty, Betty was lovely. And as she... <laughs> She has the great line in the second season when she goes, um, is this a dinner where I talk or not? And um, But Megan, she figures it out. And she's told in the bathroom about Heinz wanting to move move ships and then they're late by being fired. And she wins it and she, they do the business. And I mean, they have incredible sex, presumably at the office. Uh, they, they need, they can't wait to get home. They need, we could go back to the office. Okay, go back to the timeline building. Um, wow. Uh, definitely good stuff. Yeah. I think Don and Megan just really work. I mean, obviously, they have their major, major arguments, but... Yes. They do argue more than Betty and Don argue. And they get lost. Yeah. But I think these are healthy arguments. Hel they feel, yeah. Whereas the, all the Betty stuff, I don't think there were any arguments because... They were they both just, done and resigned yeah. to it all. And um, they just ended with him drinking and then going off to find a, another lady. I really do not think that if Henry didn't come into Betty's life, she would have ever divorced him, ever. The only reason she divorces Don, it's my, I think I've put it in a shitty script, but uh, I, my line is always, you don't jump ship if there isn't a lifeboat. And obviously that's not true in all cases, but it is true I mean, most of the time. If you've seen Titanic, many people do. She jumps back on. <laughs> You're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. Um, thank God we didn't see Cora dying in the sinking. I've never realised that. I've, I've watched Titanic like every year and I've never realised that we never see Cora dying. She's good. She Yeah, she just she's sinking there. And then Jack goes, don't worry, he'll always be my mate. She's still my mate. She swims <laughs> up on the raft. Goes, uh, my, I'm your main girl. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> still my main girl, Cara. <laughs> oh, great. And then, because she, she's all at the start, when she goes, look, at that's a big boat. And he goes, it's a ship, Daddy, not a boat. <laughs> Go, you fucking idiot. It's a ship. Uh, she doesn't say that. Um, but yeah, the arguments, and obviously, what, what so Megan has two big ones where, in at the end of Faraway Places, every time we argue, it lessens us that little bit. And in a way, that is a way to look at relationships, especially in that sort of honeymoon period. 
where you're like, every time we argue, you know, we're ruining this just a little bit. And uh, as you say, so these are healthier, well, quote unquote, healthier arguments. Eat, come here, do this, open your dress. Yes, master, yes. We'll get to by the way places. Uh, wow, incredible. Um, what was I going to say? At the Codfish Bowl. Anything left to say about At the Codfish Bowl? Not really. Not really. Um, at number nine, I've got Mystery Date. Oh, I, I have, where have I got Mystery Date? I've got that further up, further up, a okay. lot further up. Cool. Yes. Uh, and your, where's your number nine then? My number nine, nine it, it, my number nine is Lady Lazarus. Mm. I've got, again, very a uh, little bit higher up, so we're going to pause on Lady Lazarus. Uh, my number, your number eight was at the Codfish Bowl. My number eight is the Phantom. No, I've, I've got that at number seven. So okay, we'll talk about the Phantom, yeah. yeah. Um, your sort of theory from very early on was that the season finales are always the best episodes. I think as as we go on, I think that becomes a little bit looser. I, I um, well, as we as, as we can see, it's not our number one um, or even in our, either of our top fives. All the same, it is an incredible episode and does feel like the sort of breathing period that we need after Lane's suicide. I think one good thing to say about this series is, for me, it's the first series that felt like it had an arc. Okay, right. And what was that arc for you? I I think it... mm, That's a (laughs) Always go into... (laughs) And I get prepared. Uh, I think... You can see Lane, looking back at it now, you can see Lane coming. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've done any videos. I actually don't do any videos because I told you not to. But it's ri- not ridiculous. But I don't know if you remember Don sketching a noose in the first episode. He's oh, literally sketching no. a noose in the first episode. Pete talking about the suicide policies um, with Howard on the train. We've not even talked about Pete and Beth. Mm. Who, who they go on to marry in real life. Oh, oh, excellent. It had, so been, it's a happy ending. They must have had a very fun time. Yes. Um, <laughs> on, the, on the window. And then go downstream, it isn't dreaming. Beatles. Got so much Beatles talk to do. Yeah, lots Great. of Beatles. Yeah. And what? Rolling Stones. And, the, and indeed the Rolling Stones. I just signed them. Then they come in. Uh, Based up, we'll get to that in lazy, lazy Lazarus, lazy Lazarus, in Lady Lazarus. But in the meantime, the Phantom. I love yes. that we don't get a big because it's a, again, it's a very realistic depiction. Obviously, there is lots of outpourings of emotion in commissions and fees, but this just feels natural. There's a little bit where Joan looks and sees the empty seat, and she goes, "Okay." I feel like somebody should voice the negatives. Obviously, there's the great bit with Roger and Marie, and he goes, mm. one of my partners ended it all. You must be so certain that you're going someplace better. And um, very, very touching uh, moment. And, um, and then that incredible scene with Dom going to see Lane's wife, uh, which, again, you think will maybe be Don having another cry moment or something, but no, she doesn't give him it. She, you know, you're not, 
you've not done anything. We're deeper in debt than this 50,000 you're giving. Look at who's this picture? Because we've more or less forgotten about the woman from the first episode, the picture thing. Mm. Uh, and and again, another great moment, Joan saying, why couldn't I have just given him what he wanted? Yes. I'm raising my hand. Yes. Uh, I just remembered the whole wallet thing. Sorry, I, I'm jumping the gun again. But um, And he's like, please, I insist, take the money. And he, he doesn't take it, but he needs it. He needed it because he's in debt. And he's, he kills himself, Tom. The, really, a thing I really noticed this time was, um, so Don, obviously, why didn't you come to me? And he goes, because, oh, and he's the real harsh yeah. bait in commissions and fees. And he goes, oh, it's so easy for you, all that money. And I was, and then I started thinking about the hilarious running gag this season of Roger having to pay everybody for all yeah. of the little jobs. And it's hilarious. And then you step back and go, Oh my God, how brilliant the entire season we've been laughing about giving away money. Look at all this. I've got to carry less yeah. cash. And we love it. We love Roger. And it's funny. Yeah. And then you spend three episodes and you go with Lane and it's brilliant and, and so dark and so horrible. And again, um, like, linking back to it really felt like it was leading to something or it had an arc and everything was interlinked. Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You I could really, say yeah. other seasons, they, they like the one linking to the the breakup of the marriage or yeah. uh, they're obvious, but I think this, this felt very coherent mm. as a series. I think, yeah, I think this perhaps is, obviously it has its, it has its story arcs and as we've discussed, yeah. but this feels like the arc is around a theme of acceptance, death, and sadness, I guess, very broad themes. But whereas, yeah, as you say, season three, the arc is the end of the marriage, uh, culminating, obviously, with JFK and the horror of that, and then the rekindling and end of, of the first iteration of Sterling Cooper. Um, fourth season, obviously, is, yeah, Don, Don coming finding love again and being happy in himself after the suitcase. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I can be with you on this point of the theme. Um, yeah, it's it's the sad one. I did, I, I didn't really didn't, I didn't say it uh, to you, obviously, and say this is the sad season, but um, it, it really is. Just, I, I can't even imagine. Does this mean there'll be no more lane in the yes. next two seasons? Yes, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not like Paul, where he's going to come back for an episode and Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Paul's oh, back. What a, I loved that. <laughs> Am I going to come down with a case of the Negron complex? No, no it's the Negrons and the Caucasons. Just terrible base. Like, I've come up with this great idea. What if black people were white? And what if they were racist against white people? And uh, he thinks it's this incredible masterpiece. And he goes, oh, it's really bad. And we're coming to terms with that. Uh, but Knots we will... and crosses. Oh, yeah, that was knots and crosses. You just slate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really did just slate there. Uh, yeah. Everybody loves knots and crosses. Everybody, but... yeah. Paul Stormzy Kinsey loves Stormzy, Stormzy loves Jolene. I want... <laughs> Why can't Stormzy start watching <laughs> Mad Men and start live tweeting? He's like, Joan got rid of Greg, thank God. <laughs> 
which we'll talk about. Um, yes, the Phantom Brutal episode. That, again, I, I guess for me, the this is the greatest end to a season ever, but we will talk about that in our... I, yeah, I see, I... I was watching. I I completely forgot there was another episode. After, oh, after Lane. Yeah, and I thought wait, wait when he's driving. Um, Glenn. Which Glenn presumably home. was your happiest moment. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a. I thought it was ending there with them driving home. So yeah, I think I thought you could have ended it on the other one. But, uh, but I'm glad glad the Phantom happened because obviously they had to tie up all of the loose ends. All of the loose ends. Yeah, and we get Peggy at work, and she's yes a real dom. And uh, it's fulfilling on that promise of faraway places where she tries to be done for a day. And uh, she's just bad, not bad at it, but it's just miserable for her, mm. uh, which we'll talk, talk about. Um, but she gets, yeah, she gets to be done. She's got the power. Yeah. And all's going well, Peggy. And they meet in the cinema. And uh, they, and it, I, also I love that she's not in commissions and fees. It's the first ever episode without Peggy, his commissions and fees, uh, after she leaves in The Other Woman. And for an episode, it's a bit like when Joan left. Yeah. And um, for a couple of episodes, she's not there. And you're like, wait, is that is that it for Joan? Obviously, I don't think anybody thinks that that's it for Peggy. But also, if that was it for Peggy, that would be a perfect ending for her. Yeah. Where they're walking into that lift and then you get the, the kinks. <laughs> the music of this season absolutely rules, um, which we will get to. Um, because music's starting to get very good in, in real life at this point. Music was always important. Then. I bought you the new Beatles album. Ugh, just you wait. Um, we will talk about the ending of The Phantom in that yes. song uh, yes. rundown. Uh, number seven, I have a little kiss, part one and part two. I, uh, number seven, uh, as have a little bit have the phantom, yeah. I have a little kiss, a bit higher, a bit higher. Okay, so we'll save on that. Um, we we won't do our middle of the roads just yet. But the six, I have Christmas Waltz, which you had at 10. Yes, uh, we'll talk about that then. Which is our second Christmas episode. Obviously, I'm trying to... Yes. It's definitely our second Christmas episode, but I can't remember whether it's second and done. I can't remember if there's another Christmas. Uh, this is the Harry Krishna with Paul returning <laughs> that we talked about. Um, we'll, we'll get to the other elements of the show in just a minute, but let's talk about um, <laughs> Harry Crane and Lachmi and the return of Paul Kinsey. Uh, were you completely surprised? Yes. Um I was what well, I surprised many things, not not just that Paul was back, but the scenario. <laughs> well, yes, taking it like this. Yeah. Um, in the office, yeah. Because Harry Crane isn't really a guy that's lusted after in the show. And and as we find out, it wasn't really a lusting, it was a business deal. Yeah. Everything is a transaction in the show. It's marvelous. Um yes, Harry, Harry Krishna, Harry Krishna. And the Negron complex, uh, the Caucasus. Um Yes, did you enjoy uh, Paul coming back? A bit enlightened. I did. I I enjoyed that. I was that whole first scene uh, when they go behind the towels, and then um, 
Harry's just having a great time. He is. What is going on? And they're all just. I like the bit where he and he, and he carries on singing at the end because he's yeah. so into it. <laughs> also, I, I, I'm with Harry. How did you know to end? Yeah. Um, I suppose when everyone else finishes, you you stop. You stop. They were they were, they were very well practiced. Um. Yes, this is this is it for Paul now. We we don't get Paul again. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, it's nice to have him back for for a scene. He's all shaved now, uh, but he's still a writer. Um, I pass it on to Mr. Roddenberry. Uh, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you think? It, I mean, obviously, uh, what we hear of it is terrible. Yeah. Do you think it's a good? Pardon me. Do you think it's a good script at all? Um, no. Um, I know he's he's probably a great writer. Um, as we saw with that glorious play, <laughs> yeah. Sal kissing um, Joan, and um, poor Sal. Uh, yeah. yeah, we don't get Sal coming back as a Buddha. Uh, um, <laughs> as a Buddha, as a Buddhist, probably. But uh, yeah, no, I think. Well, I mean, clearly he's just going through a midlife crisis, so mm. it won't be a good script. Yeah. Uh, but we do know he loves sci-fi because in that first season when he's trying to flirt with Peggy, he's like, submitted for your approval. She goes, I'll just kill, I'll just kill myself if they cancel the Twilight Zone. Um, which is a great moment. And so of course he loves Star Trek. Uh, however, Christmas Waltz is an absolute knockout for a very particular reason. One extended 10-minute scene hmm. with Dom and Joan. It's Oh, it's great. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's... <laughs> so it starts with, <clears throat> pardon me, um, it kicks it kicks off with uh, the concept of, yeah, Jaguar. And uh, they're Jaguar. trying to, Jaguar, trying to go for Jaguar because they need a car. Every, yeah. every company on this, uh, com- every company on this street is uh, measured by the time they got a car. And also, this is the introduction of Lane's money troubles. Um, yes. Ending in that horrible final shot of the zoom into him because he's they're not doing the bonuses. And, yeah. Um, and we want to root for Don's wonderful triumphant speech, but we can't because we know that Lane, something is terrible happening for Lane with this money, even if you don't know what he's going to kill himself. Um, but yes, that incredible Don and Joan. So kicking off with Joan receiving her divorce papers from Greg, uh, which we'll talk about when we get to Mystery Day. Thank God. Um, but he's, yeah, the only way he can feel like a man is if he also served the divorce papers. And um, surprise, there's a plane here to see you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about um, Joan. And he pulls her out. And uh, I, come on, come with me. And uh, so, just to start, it sounded that could that line could have been taken straight out of emergency service calls. <laughs> Me and Will uh, during was it was it Footloose? Oh, was it Footloose? I, I want to say so because it was a long running gag and it definitely covered both years. We love doing nothing more than typing in A level drama <laughs> final pieces, and we found a glorious one called Emergency Service Calls which just tops itself over and over and over again. When people make fun of A-level drama, it, they're doing this. It, they were, they basically thought that they had the integrity and drama 
to talk about 9-11, the 7-7 bombings, real-life killings, and they do it with the deftness of a hammer, uh, with the, the slight touch of a hammer, including transitions where they pretend to be planes. Uh, I, it's obscene, and one of the great moments that we quote an awful lot, anytime anybody asks what the date is, <laughs> is them going, oh, what date is it today? The, no, sorry, the deadline's today, the deadline's today, September the 11th. And it's just so crude and it's bad. It's really bad. And uh, yeah, the printers are working. Um, they do a library sequence because uh, they do Columbine as well, because that's not off the cards. <laughs> Get throw Columbine in. Let's just offend everybody we possibly can. And um, E squared plus B squared equals C squared. Um, yeah, so definitely Google emergency service calls, A-level final drama piece. Uh, it's one of our favorites. And uh, yeah, surprise, a plane's here to see you. And so they go to get a Jaguar. And yes. again, the introduction of money's no object to Don. I'm going to sign he, a check for 6000 Oh, yes. Um, he pays some money. No, that stops there. I'm not saying... But uh, yeah, he is a rich man and he can buy whatever he wants. And um, yeah, so, and Don and Joan have this just incredible extended scene. Because I, I do think as much as we love Roger and Joan, I think I'm pretty sure within the Mad Men community, there was a lot of shipping going on. Like lots of, because arguably they are the most handsome and beautiful and charismatic people on the show. Oh. Yeah, and they were they do make each other happy. They're they're kind to each other. And it's just never flirted. But, but Joan Joan wants a bad boy. She, she wants me. I mean I mean yeah, one of them is quite bad, but we want Roger. Yes, very, very yeah. bad. Um <laughs> you volunteered. Sorry, absolute knockout season for Joan. Just yeah. ringer after ringer. Um which we'll get to in Mystery Day. But um yes, this love and she says she goes you know, all these flowers and there were never any from you. And then obviously it ends with them sending her flowers. And my mother raised me to be adored uh, or, or whatever she says. Uh, just a really just touching, beautiful um, extended sequence. Um, yeah. it's, it's just delightful. Give me some change, I wanna dance. And we listen to Doris Day singing Christmas Waltz. So beautiful yeah. and uh, what one issue I do take it must what? just be the uh, the miser within me, um, but I mean, he, he, why did why didn't just pay normal price? You're wasting your money there, Don. Yeah, but if I had the money, I would also pay another five hundred, so I didn't have to do all the fucking paperwork. Right. Can you imagine? Yeah. Do you, oh, we've got all this coming, all this paperwork. If we had the oh, money, we I'm would excited. also. Um, because currently I'm in like half and half, some stuff I do, some stuff is done because I'm in like shared house scenarios. So it's all, but I, I'm quite looking forward to like when I, when I get like a, a proper job mm. and I've got uh, this steady income and I can start saying, oh, I need to spend that there, that there and have all my spreadsheets. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I get, yeah, I am a very able yeah. man myself. I think as long as they're not stressful, yeah, oh, as long as there's no red, yeah, then I'll enjoy the spreadsheets as well. <laughs> However, I've chosen to be an actor, so it will be 
basically control hoarding Microsoft Excel. Yeah, control A red. <laughs> Is it Black Friday because they go out of the black or into the black? Oh, I don't know. Because it I I, I don't know. Because for the consumers, into the black. But for the yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Easter sale. What a bullshit. The minute I, I you know, I, I sales are terrible. They're great, but they're terrible. Um Happy Easter. I've got my lint. Yes, happy Easter. It's from Christmas. Well, speaking of Christmas, Will, um, it's Sunday the 5th of December. So, uh, happy. (laughs) We've got, oh, Elf, Elf on Thursday. Nativity, Gremlins. Oh, Nativity. All that, all that. And then your choice, The Family Man, my choice, All That Heaven Allows, and then ending with Chevy Chase. Uh, we've got a lovely Christmas coming up. Who you know? Uh, after I swap that fly, uh, and then after Christmas we will finish seasons series six, season seven uh, on my birthday. Oh my god! Oh wonderful! Which, That's which not is? even planned. The thirteenth of January. Send your PO mailboxes, everybody. <laughs> we will literally. I was finish just asking Memphis. for my benefit. For your benefit, yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible with birthdays. Literally. The fact that my ex had a Christmas Eve birthday was a blessing in disguise. I mean, I, I hope to God I'd remember it if it wasn't, but uh, it helps that it was Christmas Eve. Um, before we, speaking of Christmas, Christmas waltz, uh, before we go on another tangent. Oh my God, I just caught that fly. Wow. Um, killed it off, as well. Off camera, I'd like to add. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, I just, I just saved wow. a man from jumping off a building. <laughs> like Muhammad <laughs> Ali um, and then this episode gloriously ends with um, get ready to take a big leap and start swimming in champagne and uh, you're like yeah done and everybody claps um, big big season for Stan he's not completely the nicest man in the world but Stan do you like Stan? I think Stan's great uh, yeah I, I do like Stan actually yeah really yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's, yeah, he's getting getting along with Peggy. Did you like Ginsburg? No, no. I hate him. I hate him. He's. I don't know whether it's wow. the character or or the actor, because <laughs> he reminds me of that very very confident, very good actor that you'd hate at drama school. Mm. He is very annoying. He always says yeah. the great concentration camp monologue. Yes, um, but um, in faraway places, uh, but. I mean, and also, he is, within the Mad Men community, well, I'm going to let you in on a, on a secret, not a secret, there are, like, the two biggest moments or whatever, the two most quoted, most whatever moments are, you never say, I, I, you know, I pay you and you give me ideas, that's what you do, but you never say thank you, that's what the money's for! That's the big one. And then the second one is, of course, I feel sorry, I feel bad for you. I don't think about you at all. And uh Oh in the lifts. I love that. I love that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ginsburg. <laughs> yeah, Ginsburg. Um uh yes, Glorious. Uh and I'm, I'm not really a big Ginsburg fan. But also, and I always say this is the greatest strength of the show. Anytime it cuts to a new character, you don't go, Oh, is it a Joan episode? The, every other TV series ever, you cut to a new character and you go, 
Any dawn? <laughs> you cut to uh, Joan Collins and you go, Joan Collins? <laughs> um, yeah, no, every, every, uh, I forgot to take my antihistamine, I'm going to do it live. And when I say live, I mean three months earlier than the recording, uh, than the release. But um, yeah, I, anytime it cuts, even Ginsburg, it ne I never cut to Ginsburg and go, oh, great, a Ginsburg episode. Because I'm, I'm just so in. Yeah. Is there, is there anybody that, that because obviously it's my favorite show ever. Um, is there anybody for you currently in the show that it cuts to them and you're like, oh great? Uh, not necessarily, but I, I think that's because there's always someone else there. Like even when Ginsburg goes home, I love his dad. His dad's <laughs> lovely, yeah. Yeah, I'm the original. <laughs> yes, very good. Um, that was my number six. That was your number 10. Yes. Your number six. My number six, indeed, was The Other Woman. Uh, yeah, that's a bit higher for me. Um, so, I th yeah, it's going to be a... Uh, it's I think... Well, we'll see where a couple of them land, but um, I think it's going to be, yeah, a tough one to rank this this <laughs> yeah. time around. Um, let's do fives, and then we'll, uh, we'll take our break and talk about... Uh, okay. Uh, so my number five was Lady Lazarus, which was your number nine. Yeah. Um, uh, my number five was A Little Kiss. A Little Kiss. Oh, very good. So let's talk about these two then. Uh, so A Little Kiss I had at seven. Lady Lazarus at five. So let's, uh, I've got Lady Lazarus up. Let's talk about this. Um, Beth, let's talk about Pete and Beth. Um, oh, <laughs> what was that reaction? Uh, oh, Oh, very yeah, very sad. Uh, the, and, and yeah, and then she comes back into it, and you're like, okay. And then she's like, no, I'm going to have electric shock therapy. And you go, this was still happening in '67. Yeah. And uh, and it and it of course was. Um, I love the seeding of Howard throughout. Um, I think I believe yeah, it's the Phantom uh, where he when he finally punches Howard. Yeah, on the train. And, uh, and obviously she's confessed to having an affair with a man and he goes, yeah. it's you. And um, well, I like how, what, when is it, is it later on that Pete just says it to his face? Yeah, um, that's when he, yeah. The, and then yeah. the punch, yeah. So that's yeah. the phantom. And, uh, you know, you leave her there. Because just, because Howard's just despicable. Um, you know, let, oh, let's, you know, let's get off and get go back in and we'll have a night. And, um Poor Pete getting punched around and beaten up mercilessly this season, which obviously ends with truly. Yeah. Um, get, I want you to get the apartment uh, in New York. Lane, Lane, oh, Lane, Lane did it as well. Lane does do it. You grimy little pimp. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't be serious. We're not doing this. I, I know I should stop this, but I want to watch. Um, she had chewing gum on her pubis. Uh, we will get to that. Is is in the community? Does everyone mourn for Lane? Does everyone? Everybody mourns for Lane. It is so sad. It is everybody. Yeah, like obviously, apart from anytime Don shows emotion, Lane is the big. Every that like huh. there's this big season seven scene uh, that I watch when I'm in my sad rotation. Uh, that. Yeah, that or the end of the suitcase. They're like my big sad, sad boy Tom moments. Um, however, the lame, yeah, the lame uh, stuff is just 
rough uh, and it's brilliant. They acted and performed. Uh, Lady Lazarus, uh, Beth. So this is Megan, who we find is actually a pretty great ad, ad creative. She's not yeah. just there. I love the, her little arc uh, before she becomes an actress of you start with a little kiss and you're like, okay, so, well, Joe, Joan pegged her at the end. Mm, she's going to be under you soon. You know, there's no way he's going to be married to his secretary. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love that uh, she's good at it. And she's not just his wife, whether it's the Heinz pitch of the suit of the um, uh, Heinz through the years. And then obviously the cool whip, cool, cool whip. <laughs> and uh, the just taste it. Is it a dessert? Just taste it. Yes, I love that. That what a scene. The, the prep of it. And you're like, oh, these are just a great couple. And then the incredible payoff of Don and Peggy. Why don't you try it? Are you sure, honey? Do you want me to taste it? Yes, just taste it. <laughs> and then and at the end of that woman's there, you can't smoke in here. <laughs> you can't smoke in here. Um, <laughs> when she, it starts going wrong when she goes, yeah, I've got two cups for us. And she takes the cups and goes, yeah. no, put those down. You don't. <laughs> it is just... Perfect. And obviously Don, whether he's, I think he, I think he's mostly happy for Megan as an actress. Uh, I think we get the real happiness of it with the Phantom uh, when he's watching her show reel. And uh, he obviously gives her the role um, as, as the beauty in the Bartlett Shoes commercial. Hmm. But um, earlier, he's, I think he's a bit reluctant. Um, and she comes to him and I want to, I want to be an actress. Failing at that audition was better than succeeding <laughs> at Heinz. Uh, which, yeah, if that's how you feel, you probably would be better off as an actress. Uh, we've, we've all had a failed audition. <laughs> we've all been there. Um, and he bids farewell to Megan, then and then an elevator comes and the elevator's not there. Yeah, he looks down. And, uh, again, there you go, there's your suicide again. looming just looming dread oh i don't like it and uh yes this entire time um they're on about we can't get the beatles um and uh, yeah ginsburg swearing you know it feels like oh. it's stabbing me in the fucking heart <laughs> why are you cursing, cursing. Yeah, <laughs> um and yeah that that we're in 67 now we're moving forward um sex is fine Sex is fine. Uh, sex is great. I feel like an ad. Uh, sex is fine. Sex is great. Try sex. Um, <laughs> topaz. Always less expensive. Never cheap. Uh, I, they do. They basically. I don't know if we talked about this before, but they do have real advertising executives on the show with them who come up with these. Um, who come up with these campaigns? Obviously, sometimes it's through Weiner as well, because obviously the Jaguar campaign perfectly fits. At last, something beautiful you can truly own. And uh, all the other times that the ads have perfectly fit with the with the story. For instance, London Fog, when, he's, when his idea for the London Fog campaign is somebody exposing themselves. And obviously uh, that's what Sal uh, has, just, has just happened with Sal. And uh, yeah, tomorrow never knows. Um, Beatles, they paid a quarter of a million 
for the use of the Beatles. Uh, oh, well, the yeah, I, I know what it's like to use Beatles music. <laughs> and um, yes, you got copyright flagged. And um, it's the first time that the Beatles were used on terrestrial on cable television. Um, oh. uh, or in that sort of use. Yeah, uh, big deal. Hard Day's Night, awful movie. Oh, did you just? When did you watch it? <laughs> oh, no, ages ago. Ages yeah. ago. It's yeah. not. It's it's bad. It's bad. I don't know if it's awful, but it is. It, it, it the scenes are like do the next song. Come on. <laughs> it's it is just one of those things. <laughs> just sing. It's one of those things where you sit back right. and go, "This was the big." I mean, I guess you can't stop the Beatles. It's like Bohemian Rhapsody. You're just so, waiting for them to sing. Because... And then when they sing, you're waiting for them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> How does somebody win Best Actor for Miming? He won the, the, the Best Actor Oscar. And like, miming aside, it wasn't... It wasn't great. He shouldn't have won. Have a birthday to me. Have a birthday to me. Um, yeah, real, real bad. Bradley Cooper, incredible in A Star Is Born. It's not yeah. like there were the rest of the nominees were shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I watched A Star Is Born and I was like, okay, so that's a lock. She's she's got best actress, best director, best film. Because I the favorite was great. I love the favorite, but I thought it's a bit weird. I don't think people are gonna like it. Whereas Star Is Born is great and also is quite crowd friendly and yeah. is a big Oscar movie. And then it just goes forgotten about. And fucking Green Book, are we, what are we doing? Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody, are we insane? At least Olivia won. Ooh, um, yes. ooh they're, they're doing we, a timer. <laughs> um, we do like it for our own, yeah. What's her name in uh, Peep Show? Sophie, Sophie, Sophie Chapman. Sophie Chapman. Happy birthday, happy birthday. What a scene, that, that is a great episode. That was, our, that was our top Peep Show, wasn't it? That, it was our number two. Um, oh, Nazi. Nazi. Daryl, you know you can't do that, Daryl. <laughs> um, With his core on glay. <laughs> yes, that is good. Um, I also love, I guess we'll talk about it. Let's, okay, let's move into song. Let's do it. I, let's talk about the Beatles. So, first time he sees Megan in, well, not, not the first time he sees Megan, but season four, Things are going well with Dr. Miller, and then he's like, wait a minute, that Megan is absolutely beautiful. And I've just sold the Beatles tickets, or got them, and the Santo and Johnny version of Do You Wanna Know a Secret uh, starts playing, and you go, oh, Don, oh, Don. And, um, and then obviously in Faraway Places, we have that incredible flashback to them driving home yes. from Disneyland, and he's whistling, I want to hold your hand. And I guess that sort of flags a darkness, or at least a, a an immediately a waning for a, a leaving the honeymoon period for Don and Megan, because like mm. that's if the start of your relationship is, do you want to know a secret and the happiness of that and whistling I want to hold your hand and just being madly madly in love with this spontaneous incredible thing, um, and then suddenly, I bought you the new Beatles album. And it's tomorrow never knows, and it's 
relax and flow downstream <laughs> it isn't living and it's all about giving into the void and accepting death again there you go your big theme and and he just turns off this is shit i'm not listening to this i i agree Doc. i agree tomorrow never knows isn't ter- i i love it in this well, it, it was during their ex- experimental period shall we say yes yeah. it's it's revolver i'm sorry the 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 fact that Eleanor Rigby was the A side, and Yellow Submarine was a B side, the B side to Eleanor Rigby. Can you even comprehend dropping the needle on Eleanor Rigby? That two minutes going by and going. I mean, my favourite Beatles song of all time. My Eleanor favourite, Rigby. undeniably. I yeah. think almost unequivocally, it's in the top five songs ever written. Uh, and yeah. It's beautiful and it's dark and it's just strings and yeah. it's two and a half minutes and it flat and it goes by and you're like. Oh my god! That was... Speaking of Eleanor Rigby, that—that's the song I used when when the Beatles rejected when the, the me. Beatles personally copyright struck you. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Paul McCartney talk about? Um, and then sorry, and then you flip over and it's fucking Yellow Submarine in the top. I can't even imagine. Yeah, Have you heard about Paul McCartney when he does his Michael Jackson impression? When Michael Jackson, like in the late eighties, bought the Beatles catalog, and because obviously Paul and Michael did the girl is mine. Oh, God damn, that girl is mine. She's mine, Paul. She's mine, Michael. Yeah, I don't believe it. And, and he does this accent where he does the, I'm Michael Jackson. And it, because Michael, and he's, and because the way he tells it is, yeah, and Michael would come up to me sometimes in the recording and he'd say, I'm going to buy your music. And I'd go, oh, very funny, Michael. And then a year later, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, for a good five years, Michael Jackson owned the complete Beatles catalogue. Wow. Um, and then he also bought the elephant man's bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those things, I guess. Yeah, it was a, oh, right. I'm just going to say it. Michael Jackson, bit weird. I'm getting the word. <laughs> <laughs> now, who are you? Can't touch. <laughs> it's an, it's an F, an S, yes, an S. Oh, excellent. Uh. <laughs> excellent. Let's keep talking about music. Um, I've ranked, as I do, yes. all nine songs. I think I know what yours is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we yeah. will get to that when we get to it. Um, just shout as we go. Number nine, I have Butchie's Tune by um, Loving Spoonful. I don't know. It's fine. It's when Glenn's driving. It's okay. I, then Ode to Joy at the end of Signal 30, um, the, the minute, miniature orchestra. Uh, you don't have to say you love me. Great end to a little kiss, which we're going to talk about you in a minute. Just say you love me. Yeah, uh, excellent stuff. Then sweeping the clouds away by Maurice uh, Chevalier. Just delightful, lovely little track. Um, when they have a lovely Thanksgiving, the uh, Francis, the Francis Drapers. Uh, he hit me and it felt and he felt like a kiss. If there's a more perfect song to emulate Joan and Greg's tumultuous and at times fucking horrible and criminal relationship it's that great crystal song uh 14 16 going on 17 i mean just you're just playing to me now uh at the end of tea leaves with betty going and eating sally's uh ice cream as well uh three as we talked about you really got me uh just can't beat the kinks and that needle drop rules and her little smile and away we go uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, again, as we've said, not my favourite Beatles song, but I think in the in that 
in the context of that conclusion, yeah, perfect. And I and also bonus marks for Don turning it off and uh, <laughs> and then it coming on in the credits. However, we touched on it. The greatest, I, I, maybe it's the greatest single thirty seconds. It's definitely the greatest end to an episode. It's definitely the greatest end to a season. It's beautiful, subtle, powerful, ingenious. You only live twice, Nancy Sinatra. Don walking away. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. That. That. Yeah. That was my number one, and it, well, it's my favorite Bond song. I think it's probably your second favorite. I know you have. Um, Nobody does it better. I do love nobody does it better. <laughs> it, it, in actuality, though, it probably it's my number one, and then nobody does it better. And oh, then absolutely. and then live and let die. What if halfway through this rock song, I did a reggae verse? <laughs> okay, Paul. Uh, what does it matter to you when you got a job to do? What? Um, anyway. Oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. Boom, 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 boom. The front choir. Um, yeah, no, you only live twice. I mean, obviously, you only live twice. He obviously has lived twice. Um, it's the perfect song. Uh, it, yeah, it's incredible. And we have Roger taking LSD again, his butt, showing his wang to the world. Um, Pete kicking back and relaxing. And then the moment that absolutely just floors me every single time. My friend over there was wondering, are you alone? And that look to the camera and cut to black. I literally stood, I watched it alone, of course. And I stood up and went, wow. I mean, what else? I was literally talking to myself um, because it just is that incredible. Maybe that's really sad, but it, it's yeah. true. And um, I do think it is just an absolute so knockout. It's, just, it's a sad, sad situation. And it's getting more and more absurd. Captain has the word absurd, apparently. Uh, yeah, did that final line floor you as well, Will? It was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I think other honourable mentions, well, my top three as it goes, it goes, um, you only live twice, 16 going on 17, and you really got me, I think. Uh, yeah. Your life, little girl. <laughs> which, which is, I'm excited Um to, to play that, I want to be Rolf because I've I've done Kurt, I've done Friedrich, I'm moving up next. So next, Rolf my, next, then Rolf, and then I'll be a wonderful. I'm I'm skipping out Max. No one wants to be Max. Nobody wants to be Max. In uh, the show, he has a good song. He does, um, but it's a duet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously Captain Von Trapp is the. the and also, yeah. Will, you're 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 not giving yourself enough credit because you've had another step. Because you played, they're gone uh, <laughs> for the incredible. I also, I also wrote um, the sound of music. The sound of music. <laughs> My name is Richard Rogers the third. No, it's Oscar Hammerstein the third. It's Richard Rogers. The second um, season standout. Megan's great. Stan, Stan coming into his own. I like. I mean, it has to be unfortunately. I... Lame. Yeah. I've gone Sally. I think Sally's oh, been great. Sally's great. Sally's great all the time. Yeah. I mean, also we've got our final Bobby now. Bobby doesn't change anymore. But like the how 
and but in this final Bobby's the best Bobby. But how lucky they were with Kin and Shipka. And her growing into a young woman and growing into an incredible actress is is really does bring home the decade passing, I think. Um because and you're like, oh my god, was Bobby in a horrible accident and had facial reconstruction surgery every other season? <laughs> Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> and um Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think she's she's just incredible. She obviously gets her period, and Betty has the uh, great moments of being able to. She just needed a mother, and uh, basically drops the mic on Megan there. Uh, lovely, great, great stuff. Um, favorite Megan episode. Now that we have Megan, I've what have you got? Uh, I've written these as numbers again, so bear with me. <laughs> Uh, my favourite Megan episode was Faraway Places. Mine too. Yeah. Uh, your favourite Pete episode? My favourite Pete episode was the last one where he got punched for the second time. Double punch, yes. <laughs> I've gone for Signal 30 where he gets punched yes, the first time. The first. <laughs> uh, Joe and I've gone for Mystery Date. Finally, finally getting to kick Greg to the curb. I, I've also got a Mystery Date. There you go, yeah. Uh, Betty, yeah. obviously, tea leaves. Uh, obviously, Betty is still around, but she's uh, not in as much now. Yes, I've gone tea leaves as well. Um, Roger, faraway places. Uh, Roger, yeah, faraway places. Uh, Peggy, I've gone for the other woman. I mean, that incredible final scene. Uh, I've gone faraway places for Peggy as well. Oh, Just, right. Um, the bit where she, that's the first time she properly like stood up against Don and did some shouting. I thought, she yeah. Did. Great. Um, Great stuff. And Don, I've gone a bit outside. I've gone for the Phantom. I really think mm. meeting Adam again, that incredible final moment, fall, that gl- the happiness on his face when he's watching Megan's showreel. I, I, I love, I love, I love the Phantom. I, I've gone Christmas waltz. Yeah, that's good. Don. That is good. Get ready to take a big leap and drown in champagne. Uh, which leads us to uh, your number five. Your number five, which was a little kiss. It was just a little one. Just a touch, uh, which is a slight translation of Zooby Zooby Zoo. Uh, Zooby Zoo, which. Zooby Zooby Zoo. Well, when you go on Spotify, uh, you can find Jessica Perry singing Zooby Zooby Zoo. Uh, or you can go for the original. Is uh, it in any of your playlists? Uh, I have the original Gillian Hills version in my general playlist. Uh, however, I've really been getting into the G- Jessica Perret uh, version recently. Um, yeah, we meet yeah. Meg married. We meet Megan Draper. Yeah, and, and it's meet... done very. It's um, oh, hell, uh, was it Good Morning, Mister and Mrs. Draper, something like that? That's all that's done. That's all that's said. And um, the, yes, well, the book ending is this uh, race riot outside of yes. P&R, uh, which is based on a real thing. This really happened. The water balloons was a real incident. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, Christ. And then Roger does a funny joke uh, where he's like, yeah, no, we can make fun. And we're going to post an ad about equal opportunities. And obviously. And it backfires. That it, well, it backfires to them, and yeah, we're gonna, yeah, you know, obviously, there's a lot of crude, crude humor. Uh, Roger does, and uh, I think it's Ted Shaw who eventually 
uh, is with Thing, and they send this horrific African, like Mongol statue, mm. and uh, you know, with a CV attached to it. Yeah. Uh, just like, did, did anyone see that CV coming? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they have to now yeah. uh, hire. And Lane goes, "We're only applying for secretaries." And so, gentlemen, thank you. And uh, we you meet... are you are free to leave. <laughs> no, free. No, you you, meant you are welcome to leave. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and we find and we get Dom, Donna Dom, yes, Donna Dom, isn't isn't that confusing? Doctor Donna, Doctor Dom, friends. No, nobody's 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 mentioned it so far. Uh, Glorious uh, meeting of Don, and as we said, you you don't have to say you love me. Um, and obviously we have Lane with his uh, wallet woman. Yes. Again, yeah, Lane starting <laughs> off on a note of a bit of bit of happiness, a little bit. Not majorly. However, the centerpiece of this episode is, of course, uh, the party. It is. It sure is. What a knockout! Uh, I, I, I love Megan going to Betty. Uh, sorry, going to Peggy to begin with. And um, yeah, okay. Who who should come? And Peggy going for for Don. A big surprise party for Don. And Megan's like, no, everybody. You've never seen me throw a party. Everybody's going to leave here and want to have sex. And uh, it looks like a great party. I wish I was there. I, um, I, I would like to be at that party mm, a lot. Obviously, yeah. it's ruined. I've missed parties. I've missed parties. Yeah, I've missed everything. I'll host a party, Tom, and you can oh, come to it. Sounds wonderful. Zooby, zooby, zoo themed. I want, yes. I, also, an, a, another thing, um, not to be too crude, but um, we open with Sally waking up and knocking on Don's door. And... The first thing she opens we, we the get door. a little yes a bottom shot we get a bottom shot and I think it's not gratuitous in the slightest because of one key thing it's sixty seven and more than that how would how did Don and Betty always go to sleep in their pajamas and Betty in her lovely night nightwear <laughs> and so anytime she'd come in they'd all be greeted with that and now. Don's shirtless. They've presumably had sex. Even if they haven't had sex, they probably sleep nude. I think, and uh, and she looks and it's like, oh, uh, okay, and and like this is the new relationship. Mm-hmm. This is how this works. And obviously, Don's very happy, and and the kids are as well. The kids like Megan. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It's going pretty well. And this big party. It's obviously ruined uh, by Roger and Jane. <laughs> of course. And uh, I already, he already knows. Met us in the hall. We go, oh. And uh, but yes, the big moment is Zuby Zuby Zoo. Um, what? How did that? How did? What? What did you? Did you enjoy Zuby Zuby Zoo? Well, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Were you taken by surprise? I was. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, she's. She really is going to sing. She's, Even to the point where she was holding the mic. I thought she's not going to sing. She's not going to sing. It was very um, partridge. Why do? <laughs> You know what I love? That it's the full, full song. Yeah. It does not it does not let her cut away. And as it goes on, it starts off with, you know, a bit of whistling and oh, yeah. this is great. And but no, we're gonna <laughs> do the Harry, full song. Harry's loving it. Wee wee, wee wee. <laughs> Harry. Ugh, I don't like Harry. Oh wee wee monsieur, put the legs on her shoulders. And I tried to tell you, piece of shit. We don't like I don't like Harry. 
hate Eric. So annoying. Because he Eric. looks like you. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true at the slightest. <laughs> Everybody comment and they go, just put a thumbs up or a thumbs down, whether I look like Harry Crane. Um, great actor. He's great in All American Summer. He's great as Harry. Just person, don't like Harry. Um, and yeah, Peggy being a bit wowed, going, okay, this is happening. And uh, of course, the kicker, Roger, why don't you sing like that? Why don't you look like him? Uh, Joan giving back is as good as that. But you know what my favourite part of this entire episode is, well? What? It's when they go to bed after and they talk about Dick Whitman. Yes. And we, and we realise that he obviously trusts Megan enough to tell about Dick Whitman. And it's no big deal at all. Yeah. There's no big Gypsy and the Hobo which, full episode argument. Which comes back really nicely when obviously Betty's trying to kill the marriage. And she's mm. like, why did, why did you ask about Dick? Yeah. Mm. And she's like, yeah, they talked. We talked very willingly talk, about it. Yeah. Betty, not happy. Oh, like yeah. That. Yeah. It obviously starts with, uh, uh, I think that's Dark Shadows. Uh, which will be coming up quite high. Which you cut. Yeah, no, I, I, did I, cut I it. liked it a lot. I, I like, Will, I like every one of these. I would literally give all of these nine or ten. I really do. I really would. Uh, I just think we get into a position. Anyway, uh, we will get to start shows and we will talk about Anna Draper, the return of Anna Draper, at least in name form. Um, will, is there anything left to say for A Little Kiss? How is this in your ranking of season openers? Very good, very good season opener. I enjoyed this, yeah, yeah, it is pretty excellent. Uh, number four, commissions and fees, also known as that's my number four. What's your number four? My number four is Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows, okay. Uh, let's talk about Dark Shadows. So, currently, we still have the possibility, same number one. We'll see. Uh, let's talk about Dark Shadows. We were just talking about it then. Yes, uh, Betty finds on the back of a sheet of scrap paper, I'm going to buy a light bulb so that when I get home, I can see you better. And uh, that sends, sends her on a, uh, on a trip. And she yes. goes, well, actually, she talked about your father's first wife, Anna. I think Megan does a pretty great job of... They were, they were, back, of back in those days, that was a way to... Explaining it without... Yeah. It was a way to help each other out. And Sally also knows a little bit. She's like, oh, is that the woman that we went to, the, yeah. the house of the woman we went to go see? Um, yeah, I just, it's a wonder. And my my favourite part about the whole episode is the fact that Betty manages to uh, turn Sally against Megan. But mm -hmm. then in the end, Sally realises how much of a horrible person her mother is. Yeah, Betty. Real piece of work, Betty. Um and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, she lets me eat what I want. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Don getting ready to call Betty, going, what the fuck? Yeah. And Megan going, no, don't give her the satisfaction. You don't let her poison our marriage from 50 miles away. Uh, meanwhile, also in this episode, uh, we have uh, Ginsburg and the devil snowball chance in hell. Um, and he leaves it I, in the car. I preferred Ginsburg's. 
I mean, in fact, I thought both ideas were rubbish. I was expecting. I thought when when Dom was on on his little machine going subway chance in hell, oh, that's pretty good. I'm thinking. I thought that was a joke because I thought it was a rubbish idea. Do, do you not know the phrase? I do, but I just thought it was rubbish. It's just a bit if, cheap. If, yeah. If you're going to go for Snowball's Chance in Hell, do a better, mm. a better idea. It works because you can hear the voice. I love. I love that it's, <laughs> it's not. Really I, but this is the thing. I yeah. love that it's not his best pitch. Yeah. I love that it's a bit shit, but he it's needs the success. Yeah. yeah. He needs to leave the Ginsburg stuff in the car and and do the. I love it whenever they snap aboard. Um, I don't. No, I don't really. It's, I go, oh, look at all that art. Um, also, this has Roger and Jane together again for an episode. Yes. Jane wanting her own apartment. And eventually they have sex. And obviously. And now she wants another one. Yeah. And obviously now that apartment's ruined for her as well. You know, you couldn't even let me have this. This is what I wanted. I told you what I wanted. And um, yeah, bit, bit rubbish. Um, yeah. for, for old Janie, for old Roger. Sad for everybody. So, I mean, she was lying then. Clearly it was nothing to do with Roger's mum. Uh, so I think she should apologise. <laughs> uh, and this culminates in, yes, the, the, the Thanksgiving smog of 67. Yeah. Um, was, that, was that a thing? Of course it was a thing. They do research. They do the weather, yeah. yeah. And uh, Henry toasting a lovely Thanksgiving meal. I'm thankful. And Betty, for better or for worse, believing, I'm thankful that I have everything I want. Does no. she? <laughs> does she Does she miss Don? Or does she miss, does she not enjoy how happy he is without her? Well, this is the thing. There's a great, great, I think 90, 92nd Street Y they, in New York and they do these big like seminars and stuff. And it's called The Wives of Don Draper. And it's Matthew Weiner and it's a um, conversation moderated. And it's Matthew Weiner, January Jones and Jessica Perret. And one of the things is, basically, season four, she's fine. Because, yeah, Don's miserable. I've got everything. Mm. Now, Don's got this beautiful, sexy French woman who isn't, clearly also isn't just a sexy Frenchwoman. She's great with the kids. And in those days, in those times when uh, her acting's not going well, she's a pretty good housewife, which is what Betty, obviously, nobody's a better housewife than me. I, 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 am, I am the chief housewife. And um, yeah, you, you uh, would feel jealous, I think. And of course, that great moment when she has to pick them up and... Um, they meet yeah. face to face. She she stares at her for a bit too long, I think, because I that Megan just happened to walk the other way. Mm. What happens if she's? Why are you looking at me? Well, also she's looking at her because she's seen she's her thin. put a bra on. All right, and obviously she's got a great figure, and that's just another kick in the rear for Betty, who's obviously now heavy, heavier. Uh, yeah, she's. Obviously, wow! Yeah. Look at that great woman. I got, I got me. I got to empathise with Betty a lot this season. Did you? Oh, yes. right. Yes. Well, when? Well, what about when she gets out the shower? When she gets out the bath? She goes, turn around, because I've seen you naked. I've seen you plenty of times. Go, turn around. Yeah. Um, Betty, 
Uh, that was Dark Shadows. My number four was Commissions and Fees, uh, which we'll get to in a moment. My number three was The Other Woman, which you have at six. Yeah. We've talked about the uh, beautiful, touching farewell. However, let's talk about Joan and Herb Rennett. What did you think? Where, did you think that uh, it was going to go through with it? Uh, no, and and well, which is which? I mean, it's the the cleverness of the sort of um, conceit playing with the chronology. Oh, twist! That was, I liked that a lot. That was great. You think? Oh, she's already done it, so there's nothing you could. Just yeah. brilliant. And yeah, then I liked that a lot. Oh, it still works. Still is. Still, yeah. still works. I feel like I've got Cleopatra. Uh, no, uh, I feel like I've got my tent with Helena Troy, and uh, obviously Pete's. Also, it, for a while, Pete's not been terrible. No, Pete. Pete was. No, you, you don't say any of that, Pete. Yeah. Well, this is the th- like Pete's not been a horrible person yeah. for a while, and all, and then him coming back. He's like. Cleopatra was a queen. How do we make you... Do you see Cleopatra as a prostitute? And Joan, incredible. Where do you come (laughs) up with this stuff? Um, But, and Lane gives her the advice. No, ask for partner and ask for 5%. Um, Don't take the money if you are thinking about this. And uh, so here's the big thing. Matthew Weiner has talked about it before. Half of Don's disappointment isn't that Jones prostituted herself. It's that I didn't win Jaguar. I, I should have come in and saved the day. And it doesn't, I, we didn't need prostitution. I'm that good. I can win as Jaguar. And obviously, no. And then that great thing of him realizing uh, when I think Roger says, get all the partners in here. And she comes in. And that single look knocks you out every time. Something beautiful at last Mm. that you can truly own. You are that at number six. I've got that as my number three. Uh, Your number three, Will. My number three. uh, As a matter of fact, we're just going to take a small pause. I'm going to urinate. Madman, what do you have at uh, number three? Oh, I put my phone off. I went for a week. Go for a week. Um, uh, I've I've got mystery dates. Mystery, mystery. I want to say blankety blank, blankety blank. Uh, mystery date. You're not a good man, and you know what I'm talking about. Did you do a little? Yes. Yeah. I. This was. Oh, oh, what such a, such a great episode, and um, yeah, the the uh, accordion scene is great. Joni plays the accordion uh, and obviously she did play the accordion in season two when, yes. uh, at another terrible Greg th- day. Yeah. Um. Very happy birthday. <laughs> um, and um, obviously uh, I mean to, to skip to a completely different part of the episode we've got a whole dream sequence mm-hmm. which is uh, yeah that was exciting. That was very exciting. Machen and Mick, you're not a Twin Peaks person. Are you a Riverdale person, Will? No. Thank God. Um, and But yes, Machen and Mick is wonderful in this. Uh, obviously comes on to Don, not knowing who Megan is. 
Uh, I love Megan's line. Um, we could go to plenty of places in town where I where we could bump into people I used to work with. Because uh, obviously Betty was Don's, well, she says she was Don's first. I don't know. I think I believe that. Uh, but obviously Megan is a very sexually liberated woman who's been around in the 60s for a good five years. So, uh, yeah, uh, she probably has had a fair share. And uh, this is a new dynamic. And obviously the introduction of Megan confronting him going, I'm your wife now. You can't. And she says, you can't blame it all on Betty. You're my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does do the whole Papa Lazarus. Uh, for five minutes, uh, but yes, the 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 killing of you know I can't this need to cheat this compulsion. Um, I really think yeah no I think you're right. It really does get to the heart of Don's character and the fear because the fear of this of of adultery. Yeah, and we've never really seen that before. I think no. oh, you've got to leave now, get out, get out, and he's really he's proper. Yeah, I think it's because. We have we caught him when the Betty stuff was at its trough, shall we say, yeah. or just steady going. Um, I'm sure in those first years when he had a few um offers, he turned them down. Um, and he's he's afraid he knows what he's like, and he's afraid I deeply do believe he's afraid that um he'll cheat on Megan. Um, but he loves Megan and he's and yeah. And he, yeah, he strangles it. Were you? Did you think that she was dead? Did you think that it was we were going to take another drastic change? At first, I thought she was dead, mm. uh, but then when she was dead, I thought that no, that can't be real. Can't mm. be real. Um, obviously, the the little subtle thing of um, when Don comes back to bed the first time round, it's in reverse, and it's sort of it's just that little bit weird, and you go. Mm. That was that was odd, oh, and it yeah. just visually brings us into this concept of. Uh, it's when he he hides the legs under, and then he just goes, "No, mm, oh, I go back to sleep." Don wouldn't do that. He, no. yeah. So that's when I thought, "Ah, oh, okay." And uh, yeah, he's been asleep for a couple of days. You've got to sweat out that fever. Have you ever had a terrible fever, Will? Uh, I had pneumonia, mm. uh, but that's when I was like. A few months old, so I don't really remember that. No. Have you ever, like, have, but have you ever been in a state of illness where you've deluded? Well, or not to the extent that you've had a full blown scene of killing somebody or no, something I, to that effect? I've never been that ill. No. No. I, I just tend to feel sorry for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the incredible, yes, the incredible killing there. Um, and of course, Joan leaving Greg. Thank God, at long last. Yes, I'm. I'm glad the army makes you feel like a man because I'm tired of trying to um, just knock out work from Christina Hendricks here. Um, excellent stuff. And also, also in this episode, uh, Peggy inviting Dawn home, and she's very liberal. Yes. And then just that one look at the purse. Oh. And all, and then suddenly Dawn realizes, yeah, you, you're just like the rest. You're not a cross. You don't burn crosses, and you don't wear a sheet. But you don't trust me in the house. Mm. And uh, she leaves in the morning. Thank you for. Sorry, I hope I didn't disturb you. 
Um, great, great. Do you like Joan's mother? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant Peggy's mum. So no, yes, yes, I do like Joan's mum. Oh, we don't like Peggy's yeah. mum. Oh my god. I want to. I'm gonna keep take my cake back. I want applaud you <laughs> living in sin. Um. Yeah. What episode? What episode is that? Um. Where? Yeah, and then Joan really sets Peggy up a bit for a fall. Yeah, I, it might be Signal Thirty. Mm. Might not be. That, that's but, just on my screen in a minute. Um. Yeah, the other woman. Uh, my number three mystery date. Your number three. Um. Yes. Here we go. Uh, let's see if we've got anything in parallel. Mm. Um, my number four was commissions and fees. Your number two is? Commissions and fees. Oh, okay. So we do have the same number one, uh, which we will get to momentarily. But let's talk about commissions and fees, which we have, basically. Um, it's, yes, yeah. it's episode of Lane's Passing. Um, the great angry Don. Yeah. Um, what's happiness? It's a moment before you need more happiness. And gone are the days of like him flirting with Rachel in that bar. And, you know, I don't believe in love because it's a thing that people sell. I, I sell it. I'm living like there's no tomorrow because there isn't one. And that sort of charm and charisma and now he's just angry and berating people. I won't, I won't be fine until I have 100% of your business. Thank you very much. And Roger is the audience in that moment. I liked seeing that man again that I saw earlier today. And because, uh, yeah, he's sort of become a bit blase with it all. But now they've got Jaguar, they've got Dow Chemical, and uh, SCDP is on the up and up. Sterling Cooper Draper Prize. Sterling Cooper Draper Prize. Great stuff. Uh, and yes, the Sally period episode. It's your boy, Glenn. Were you happy? Oops. Were you happy? Oh, yeah. And they went, they finally went on a nice date. They did. To, yeah. to the museum. Yeah. They went to Africa. So, Glenn meeting Megan, did you expect him to then start hitting on Megan? No. <laughs> or he's, a one, he's a one girl guy. He's, he, he would never betray. It's all, it's Betty. all about Betty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm going to save you from all this. Um, it's horrible to say I love how brutal Lane looks. It's Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got to see it. Because the way that it's built up, you think, oh, okay, yeah. it's terrestrial, it's cable TV, they can't show anything. And it's really effectively done with the reactions. I think something terribly wrong is that in... I think there's something terribly wrong in Mr. Lane's. Yeah. Well, it's, Mr. as soon as you just see them look up and go, "Oh God, you know what there is there," it, oh God, it oh, could Jesus be, it, it could be like a an orgy for all we know. Mm. But you know, it's a you, yeah, no. And uh, yeah, and then Don, he's still up there, and you know that the fumbling of the door, yeah. And the, not not slapsticky, but the realistic fumbling of jarring that door and then shutting the door and then slamming the body slamming back. And yeah, they're brutal. And I love the payoff of that with uh, Adam in the Phantom, the ghost of Adam. Again, with the neck bruise, with the serious neck bruise that you get from that. Oh, yeah. And yeah, cutting 
cutting lane down. Obviously, Don feels as if it's all his fault. Um, Joan feels it's all his fault. Roger can't believe it. And Pete, Pete's Pete. It's terrible. And Bert's Bert. Yeah. But it does hit uh, Don and Joan the most. <sighs> Glorious episodes. Beautiful episodes. Mm-hmm. Horrifying episodes. <laughs> Uh, and then Glenn gets to drive. <laughs> uh, my number two was one of your cuts. It was Signal 30. Yeah. Absolute masterpiece. I have to say, I love that. I do. I think it's, you know, I always had this in my head as the Pete episode, but it's as much Lane's episode as it is Pete's. Obviously, we end with Pete. Obviously, there's lots with Pete. Uh, but, you know, we we start with Lane. Um, well, no, we start with drip, 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 drip. And uh, Pete going down, not feeling like a true man because he can't fix the sink. Um, That's great. Uh, it's the 1966 World Cup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's coming home. Because th- it starts off and you're like, it's the World Cup, you know, Oh, come down. And you're going, do go down, Lane. You have no idea. It's not like you can sky <laughs> sky it. You have to go down. And uh, yes, and then this leads to um, the Pete and Lane dynamic, uh, which obviously comes to a head in a fight. I've had enough of you, yes. you grimy little pimp. And uh, consider that my last piece of advice. And yeah, I love that it's a real fight. Well, it's a fisticuffs fight, but it really, real bruises. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to be friends. Brutal. Uh, Jenny in the uh, driving, in his driving course, he's falls yes. in love with the young girl, uh, younger girl. And he thinks, yeah, all right, this is going somewhere. And then sexy young man, Don, mm. when he was 20, let's say, comes down and he's, yeah, that touched her in the class. And Pete has nothing. Um, we have the he, great. He, does, he has a wife. He has lovely Trudy and a lovely daughter, uh, but the the entire episode he's just emasculated, 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 and he fights back the only ways he can by telling Roger about Ken, um, mocking Ken's story. Well, why doesn't he? You know that great little short story about the bolt and um, Ben Ben Hargrove, I think, is the pseudonym. Uh, and yeah, Don thinks, and then Don fixing the sink. Just even I got a flutter. I mean, good God, when he rips his shirt off and he's like, hold this. And he's so cool. And then obviously in the car, you know, the only reason you're getting anywhere is because I'm so surprised about how much I loved watching you fix that sink. And you're like, I get it, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And of course, that's something that Pete just can't do. (laughs) <laughs> he runs off and he gets the toolbox and then he comes back and it's nearly already done and uh, but it stopped the dripping it was coincidental um, and then they go to the, the brothel and uh, Don has a lovely conversation with the, with the madam you know, yeah, they used to call it a whorehouse and um, yeah uh, Pete's prost- now with the prostitute and what does he want what, is the, what does he want as the role play you're my king he needs, this is the only place he has power and he's paying for it. And um, I look, what, so how did we feel about Lane trying it on with Joan? 
Uh, I mean, it makes sense now. Like it, it is desperation, but mm. yeah, I've I've never shipped. Them. No, no. Um, yeah, poor, poor Lane. Maybe next season, Lane and Joan will get together. Oh, wait. <laughs> Very sad. Yeah, no, that's my number two. I have to say, uh, yeah. uh, absolute knockout episode. Uh, love it. Um, which means. And that was directed by John Slattery, and he does an absolutely excellent job. Uh, however, this does mean that we have the same number one, and we can lock it in straight away. Most Mad Men episodes have three stories in them. However, they are told side to side and over a chronological period. Season Episode six of season five doesn't do that, and that episode is Far Away Places which Matthew Weiner basically said, I wanted to do three short stories. Um, and we get three short stories and they each are excellent. Each are intriguing. Each are dark, funny, brilliant and illuminating. Yeah. The playing with chronology, so well done and so intricately woven. And also it, at the back of our mind sets us up for Jaguar. Yes, yes. Sort of brings us into the world of, oh, yeah, they do sometimes play with time and they do sometimes do that. Like, I obviously, the end of season one. To condense it down to its simplest form, um, any episode where Roger goes to an LSD party <laughs> is going to be our joint number one. <laughs> this is true. Uh, look, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We start yes. with Peggy. And, yeah, again, Matthew Wenner has talked about how this is just Peggy trying to be done for the day. So they don't like the Heinz, so she fights back. It's beautiful and it's touching, and nobody else is going to learn how to. Nobody else is going to be able to say that about beans. Uh, so she starts <laughs> the bean drinking ballet. the bean ballet, and so she starts drinking yes. at the office, and then she goes to the cinemas because that's what he does, and then she has an anonymous sexual encounter, but it's not this romantic, sexy thing like you know Bobby Barra or any of them. It's cheap hand job watching yeah, the she, naked break. He like goes in and like, no, let me just do this. Yeah, yeah. look forward. And um, yeah, they smoke a joint at Naked Prey. And then halfway through, Peggy calls Don and is like, yeah, no, the Heinz didn't work. And Don's very flustered. And you go, hmm, okay, what's, what's, what's happening there? Uh, Roger. Because it's chronology. Oh, it's it's, <laughs> it is it is chronology. Uh, Roger and Jane. I mean, I keep looking out to find a place. What was the best, the best part of the LSD trip for you? The, cig for me. the cigarette with the trumpet is an incredible, incredible yeah. gag. The vodka. It's the Russian Red Army Choir vodka. <laughs> And um, yeah, and him laughing, and mm. um, Don, Don, don't look in the mirror. He didn't say that. And I love how we ease into it, and because Don, uh, sorry, Roger and Jane are quite okay at, at that point. And they, and then obviously, in the LSD trip, she confesses, "Yeah, there was a guy, I had a kiss, I could have." I don't think this is working anymore. And then the morning after, she thinks, oh, that was just a fun LSD trip. 
and he goes, no, you said things. Yeah. This isn't going to work. And uh, yeah, Rogers second divorce. Um, also, the 1919 World Series from the bathtub, which was obviously the rigged, the <laughs> rigged fixed one, uh, where they got paid off. And so for him, that's the concept of my entire life as my the happiest moment of my childhood was a big fix. I, you know, so that, that's that. Um, I know it's just glorious. And Don, you are okay. You are okay. Uh, other than the Russian vodka, what was your favourite part of the LSD trip? Um, the, the the cigarette, yeah. The hair. The hair. The hair were fine. They were fine. With Ted yeah. Knight, that was a real yeah. ad, and obviously that's Ted Knight from Caddyshack, uh, which I always find funny. <laughs> well, we're winning. No, <laughs> no. Wonderful, Judge Smales. Um, what was? Are you, are you full? Are you in on Caddyshack? Um. I've, I've I've never watched it all the way through. Mm. It's always it's been on in an afternoon, and my, my dad's been watching it when he's doing the ironing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's got it's got the the recipe for a big tick from me. I mean, oh yeah. Um, and then we have, and then just when you think not get weirder, but just when you think the episode like then we have Don and Megan, and we have Don yes. pulling Megan out. And going, let's go somewhere. And okay, oh, you're gonna love this orange sorbet. And she we hates uh, orange sorbet. She, I don't. Well, no, this is the thing. <laughs> Does she hate orange sorbet, or is she trying to yeah. prove a point? And it goes, yeah, I, you know, you can't control me like this. Yes, what? What does she say? Open your legs. Yes, master. Drive, and he just drives off. Um, he's not doing that. And uh, she, she, he drives off. And then he comes back after five minutes, obviously, and she's gone. And she's hitchhiked all the way home back to New York. And we have a great 10 minutes with Don just sitting around in a Howard yeah. and Johnson's and genuinely worried, it seems. Yeah. And uh, it comes I like to... the, uh, the guy says, I've got some bad news. The pool's... The pool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then he finally he drives home, as we talked about the glorious flashback of... Yeah. And then um, the runner, the chase around the apartment with them both falling, and uh, the collapse of I, I thought I, I thought I lost you, and it's so clear that this is more than a honeymoon period. They are, they're in love with each other, deeply, deeply. And then the Don Peggy walks past slowly, Megan with Stan and Ginsburg, and then Roger. It's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah. I have an announcement, everybody. Still on LSD. Still, Still on LSD. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, a, I have an announcement, everybody. Oh, and then also, Bert. Great scene for Bert. Really cutting him down. You've been on love leave. Look at this. This is shit. Get back on your game. And uh, perhaps that, you know, that's emblematic of the rest of the season with Don and Megan's relationship straining because Don's getting fully in on Jaguar. Uh, and that is far that, away that was, places. Uh, a good Bert, my favourite Bert line was the "This isn't this isn't any of your business. This is my business." <laughs> that was I liked that. Bert's great, just full stop. Bert, incredible. Love Bert. Love everybody. That's the show, and it's incredible. <laughs> uh, far away, far away places is our number yep. one for season five. Yep. <sighs> number two's signal thirty commissions and fees. 
it, I am fine with commissions and fees. Uh, being, you you uh, bet you are. Uh, and I have no choice in the matter, really. Um, and there are two through that go through. Um, there yeah. are two that go through. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, we'll see what... I mean, we're, we're spoiler for when we do decide, but we're not going to put the, the episode that Lane tops himself as our number one. No, it's not, the, it's not a laugh riot. What's the episode you get people to watch to get into Mad Men? What's um at this current stage? Yeah. No, we'll have this conversation in a minute. So, uh, mm. Faraway Places number one, commissions and fees number two. Uh, the other woman I have at three, you would have that at six. Mystery Day, you have at three, I have at nine. So I guess it's the other woman. Yeah. Then Signal Thirty because it's it is my number two, even if you don't cut it. So I guess that goes there. Then Mystery Dates. Uh, then uh, you have Dark Shadows, but that was one of my cuts. Uh, I have Lady Lazarus at five. You have it at nine. Uh, a Little Kiss is next because you have it at five. I have it at seven. Yeah. Then uh, it'd be Lady Lazarus because we both have it. Then Dark Shadows because you have it and it's high. Um, dark. Shadows, uh, then the Phantom, which we both share very close, uh, and Christmas Waltz, which we both share and are very close. So, our top 10 of Chris of Christmas number five of season number five, number 10, Christmas Waltz, Roger and uh, Don and Joan forever. Uh, number nine, the Phantom, hello, Adam, hello, back again. Uh, number eight, Dark Shadows, Betty fails at trying to ruin the marriage. Number seven, Lady Lazarus, um. Megan becomes an actress and Don realises the Beatles suck now. Uh, the six, a little kiss. Zooby, zooby, zoo. What else is there to say? Five, mystery date. Bye-bye, Greg. Um, number four, signal 30. Pete learns to drive, Is it becomes a terrible driver and has his um, life put into position. Uh, the other woman, Joan prostitutes herself and Peggy says goodbye. Number two, commissions and fees. Rest in peace, Lane Price. Uh, Moriarty himself, Jared Harris, uh, and number one, Faraway Places. Peggy gives a hand job. Roger does LSD, and Don and Megan. Oof. At current, well, I'm going to give you the top. So that what we do is, we do our when we come to ranking it full stop, we take the top two from each season. So we have. From season one, Nixon v. Kennedy, Red in the Face. Season two, The Jet Set, The Mountain King. Number three, Shut the Door, Have a Seat, Guy Walks into an Advertising Agency. Season four, The Suitcase and Beautiful Girls. And now, Faraway Places, Commissions and Fees. Obviously, you'll take time, but what's jumping out to you right now as sort of your top, top episodes? I mean, for me, I'm still I'm still putting Red in the Face up at, the, up at my top. Great like, for me, that's the one that's really, yeah, singing. So great, great episode. Is it singing when you open a bottle of vodka, uh, or is it just that? That was the thing I wanted to say. Roger's okay. really into really into his vodka this series, isn't he? He's, he's always drink... he's always been into. Clear, oh, he? He's always been a clear boy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> is that gin. what we call them? Yeah, vodkas and uh, vodkas and gins. Uh, he's always um, been, yeah. and he only he only drinks. Um, bourbon and stuff and whiskey when uh, he's in, when he has a drink in Don's office because Don doesn't have anything else to offer. 
uh, which I think is rude. You're not paying for it. Just yeah, get a bottle of vodka in there. If, if people are coming I, to you, I do like how Roger helps himself to a drink every time he walks into it into Don's office. Of course he does. He he put him where he is. Yeah, he sold in those rain raincoats. You know he doesn't owe him anything. Um, the Phantom and Christmas Waltz. Right, I have updated that. Well, season six. It's not downhill. It's not downhill from here in regards to quality. But there goes Duck's dog again uh, from Maiden Form. He's very sad. It's not downhill in quality, but it's downhill for in quantity. In quantity, very yes. Uh, not long left now, Will. We've got two episodes left, two series left. Oh. <laughs> two episodes, yes, please. Two series, yeah. I'm, yeah. What what have I got to look forward to in series six? Series six. Well, uh, you'll see. Uh, lots going on in series six. Um, yeah, but it's the most violent year of all time, or at least in the 60s, so that sort of violence looms over. There is an absolute batshit crazy episode that you are going to love. If Faraway Places was your number one here, I think I know what your number one next time is. And also another cracking, cracking closing closing season moment. It's all to come. It's always it's it's just excellent it's the greatest show ever made full stop full stop well um my friend was yeah. wondering are you alone look down look down look up almost almost i, I think i did it better <laughs> you did do, you did <laughs> do it better da -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -da.